McMahon from TheBeatFavourite.com, the great tip-off, and of course the co-host of the Sydney set with Mickey Gannon on 1170 from 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning. You can also listen to that on the SEN app. His name is Nick Ashman. He had a field day there on a Wednesday. He dominated proceedings. Hello to you, Nicholas. Morning, G. Yeah, uh, there's only one way to go from here, isn't it? Downhill. That's up. No, not with that attitude. Um, Ronnie's just texting. Gareth, I'm super keen on Francesca Guardi crying out for the 2400. J-Mac goes on. Might do the cups double. I like that confidence there from you, Ronnie. Macca, he's riding at 54 kilos. So he is making sure that, um, well, he wants to win a Caulfield Cup. And that is dedication for J-Mac to get 244. Caulfield Cup, a cracker field. Other than that, um, all 18 acceptances have a rating of 107 plus other than the emergency. Can't say that for the same. I can't say that for the rest of the fields on the day, though, unfortunately, that's from Marto. He makes a good point. The Caulfield Cup's a ripper, but, um, and you usually get to see that on Caulfield Cup Day. It's not the strongest support program, is it, Nick? No, that, look, that's right. And, and, and it's typical even on Melbourne Cup Day. Correct. You'll know the cup itself stands head and shoulders above anything on the day, as it would probably anyway, but there's definitely a, a lack of real depth. Um, I thought the Caulfield card was pretty good myself. The Cup's probably one of the strongest renewals I've seen in quite some time. Yes. We've got last year's runner-up. Uh, Montefilia was only a length off them as well in the race, and she turns up again and meets uh, Gold Chip a couple of kilos better for that one-length defeat in last year's race. I can't wait for this Caulfield Cup, but as you well know, as a form expert and a journalist, there's so much to unpack, so many different narratives from all over the world that are, will be arriving at the Heath for the Caulfield Cup, the gold trip narrative, I think is the most fascinating storyline for quite some time heading towards a Caulfield Cup. Like the Kira Martin, they're being brave to go to a Caulfield Cup. Cox played a Melbourne Cup. It hasn't been done since Rising Fast, but hats off to them for having a crack because they've got the horse to do it. He's the equal favourite. Now there's three equal favourites, Sulcum, Gold Trip and West Wind Blows with Bet365 at six fifty. Then we go to the Japanese Galloper, break up at $8 and Without a fighter who has to pass a vet test before he can gain a start after failing it there yesterday is at $8. The internationals, as we speak, are being looked over by the Victorian vets. So there might be some news coming out of Werribee. Hopefully that's not the case. But they're, been, they are being checked out as we speak right now. So who wins the Caulfield Cup, Nick? Well, it's a tricky race. Um, getting back to uh, – I spoke to J-Mac, James McDonald, yesterday yep. on the phone. And he said to me, look, it was a case of just getting down to 54 or not having a ride in the race because all the high-weighted horses already had jockeys engaged. So probably don't read too much into that is what I'd suggest. Mm-hmm. However, he does think that Francesco, big Frankie G, will peak uh, tomorrow at Caulfield. And we all know what happened when he got out to this trip last spring. He dominated, as you would say, G, in the Mooney Valley Gold right. Cup. So he's right in the mix. I thought Montefilia was good to see her back in the winner's circle first time in 80 weeks last start. And she really powered to the line with the fifth best last 200 metres of the race to win the Hill Stakes. It might be a group two, but it is a wait for age lead up and it was worth $2 million. So keep that in the back of your mind. If you like that form line, you've got to like who your mouth, who meets Montefilia three and a half kilos better at the weights for the narrow defeat last start and the stable, the Waterhouse and Bot stable, absolutely airborne at present. Uh, the Japanese horse might be better over fractionally further, as some people are suggesting, but his class will carry him a long way. Um, I like Akita Sushi as well at a bit okay. of a price here. Uh, just feel like He's got a nice profile for a race like this. Granted, he might also be better at 3,200, but I like him drawn away from the inside and Valiant King's yellow one as well. But he's drawn barrier one. He's going to be buried away along the fence and Jamie Carr's going to need to be at her absolute best. 
And you can't have a conversation without talking about Gold Trip. There's nothing more he needs to do, uh, Gareth. He rates on top, but it's just getting the right price and the right conditions on the day. We know he's better with a little bit of juice in the track. And I just wonder what connections will do if the track comes up good four in the morning. It'll have to come up good up. four. It'll be, it'll be good four. If it, if it gets an upgrade, I think they'll scratch. That, That's that, what I mean. That, like, that'll be during the, the meeting. That'll be during the meeting. Yeah. So that it won't be scratch. He won't be scratched tomorrow morning. I think he's. I think he starts. And okay. I don't know yeah. if I don't know who you've been talking to because you do some wonderful track reports. But I talked to a few of the jocks the other day uh, after that Wednesday meeting. What Tim Bailey's been able to do with that track, and he's. I think they've changed their game plan a little bit with the, the Caulfield surface. Is that they, they put enough moisture in it, and and when they might have had that break, they've been able to have the ability to keep a good fall rating despite the conditions. Now, I know they've got some testing conditions today, like 29, but it's only a 22-degree day there tomorrow in Melbourne. I think that it will be a perfect surface. I think he'll run for sure. Okay, and well, that'll add a huge dimension yeah. to the race. And it's a million to one. If he doesn't scratch before scratching time, it's a million to one that they'll upgrade the track <laughs> with the with the Caulfield oh, Cup favourite. There goes the kiss of death. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. well, look, if he if he runs in a race, there's enough juice in the track. He's a horse that they've got to beat. I love the way Montefilio attacked the line last start, and I think Akita Sushi and, and Break Up yeah. will round out my top four, mate. But uh, best bet of the day for you, Caulfield race four number eight. I know you're tight on time, mate, so I'll keep it snappy. Uh, Facile for the Ryan Alexio stable. Okay. This horse really broke the clock. This filly first up. Uh, she beat a horse called Jolly Star, who's got above average ability. And it was a huge margin back to the third horse. She led all the way on that occasion. I think she'll go forward again on Saturday. 54 kilos, nice weight, and she'll get the job done. Riff Rocket, if he wins again tomorrow, he'll be one of the shortest price favourites in the Derby since efficient. And he may end up being one of the best horses in the country. I'm not saying he is at the moment, but he ran the fastest last 400 metres of the day when he won the superimposed last start. Uh, G and for a spring three-year-old to do that over 1800 mm. meters tells you that it's got well above average class. So really looking forward to seeing him run in race two. I thought the um, the Guineas Prelude. I'm having something each way on Zuccarette, the six year, at around twenty six dollars. Typically she peaks third up. Just in be careful there. I just had a chat to David and Karen. Um, they're just going to get her blood done today. She wasn't she wasn't at her best there yesterday when they looked at her. So she was a little bit flat. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know if she'll start. That's my job to provide okay. you information. Well, that's good to know. But the good thing is you get your money back with the scratching anyway. So that's, that's a good. very good point. And mate, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to tip uh, Lofty Strike to beat Spacewalk. I know everything points to Spacewalk with the weight mm. relief and so forth, but he's so good on dry tracks resume. He's never been beaten first up on a dry track. The only time, time he's tasted defeat when he's fresh was on a rain-affected track. I just think he's got too much class for them, and I know some of the other horses are set up better and whatnot, but he's a proper racehorse, mm. this lofty strike, and I think he'll take care of them. You've been taking care of everyone. There's no doubt about that, Nicholas Asprin. Yeah. You just keep on doing <laughs> what you're doing. Mickey Gannon's played golf all week. He just texted and said, I'll be right to go tomorrow morning for the Sydney set and winners, so he'll be up and about. And, um, yeah, looking forward to getting up in the morning to listen to you guys, and then, of course... Um, we can get all of your work from the, the great tip-off and also the beatenfavourite.com that continues to go from strength to strength. Keep it up, Nicholas. Thank you, G. We'll talk to you next week, mate. There's Nick Ashman.